Okay, since uh, late 2018 at Toronto, we've actually been working on this study called Young Tomorrow, in which its focus is the uh, future of Young Street. Now, specifically, the study has been looking at the uh, pedestrian heavy stretch between College and Queen. Last night, the city held its first ever public consultation for the project, and they aim to present their findings to City Council sometime next year in uh, 2020. Kristen Wong Tam is the city councillor for the area, and she joins us here on Global News Radio 640 Toronto. Councillor, good afternoon, and uh, thanks for the time. Appreciate it. Thank you very much for having me. Uh, just first off, uh, what did you hear uh, last night from uh, those in attendance when it comes to a young street? Uh, overwhelmingly, the feedback was that pedestrians um, are looking for more pedestrian-friendly activation space, wider sidewalks, better quality street scrape improvements, opportunities for greening, um, just safer passage through the neighborhood. And is that because that area is becoming, usually when we talk congestion, it's cars and, and traffic in the city, but uh, when you look at Young Street, uh, I was reading earlier today, it's got a pedestrian rate of something like 100,000 people per day uh, going uh, back and forth? Yeah, that's right. 134,000 pedestrians are walking up and down that tiny little stretch of downtown Young uh, during those summer months. Um, and up to 75% on average uh, uh, of people coming through the neighborhood are coming through by foot. So that means that they're pedestrians, and yet they only have about 25% of the, the road and sidewalk real estate. All right, and I'm going to draw a comparison to uh, cars and congestion again because uh, we've talked ad nauseum about uh, the number of vehicles coming in and out of the city and whether the, the gardener has uh, grown with the uh, vehicle traffic. Is it a similar situation when it comes to Young Street that uh, it's been a little neglected and that street is not grown with the amount of people uh, down there now? Yeah, so interestingly enough, Young Street is actually far less used by drivers than other uh, north and south connecting streets that run parallel to Young. I think uh, it really on Young Street, it's the pedestrians that, that rule the streets. Um, and, um, and so that's what we're finding is that actually Young is actually not as heavily used as the other north and south streets. Um, but when it comes to pedestrian counts, like, you know, three out of every four person coming to the neighborhood happen to be walking through the area. Yeah, and uh, what are you hearing from uh, businesses in that area, Councillor? I mean, they, they must be happy that it's foot traffic because I'm thinking uh, they are more apt pedestrians are to uh, stop in and shop. Yeah, so definitely when it comes to, you know, measuring high-quality commercial retail space, uh, you know, oftentimes the marketing piece is uh, promoted by saying how many uh, pedestrians are walking through, how many uh, sets of eyeballs are looking at the win windows, how many bodies will walk through the stores or into the restaurants. That is certainly a very um, uh, important benchmark, and pedestrians um, really do come with uh, their wallets, and, and that's what retailers are looking for. Um, I think that what's also of equal importance that, uh, is that uh, – that we also need to find ways to accommodate uh, the parcels and the deliveries that these restaurants and other businesses need to have um, uh, access for in order for, uh, for them to sell those goods and services. So we need to find a way to make it work for everyone. Okay, you mentioned a second ago it's about 25% of the real estate that is dedicated to sidewalks and pedestrians. And I know this is just early in the uh, process that uh, this consultation will eventually wrap up in uh, 2020 and present its findings. But uh, is there kind of a benchmark or something? Like, would you like to see that grow to, I don't know, 35 or 40 percent of the real estate there? Um, I, I won't jump ahead to to, uh, to draw a conclusion. I think it is still early days. I do think that what is important is that, you know, we have to drive this project with the values 
about how to build an inclusive downtown. Uh, downtowns internationally are now competing with one an another, and the competition is about how to create that high-quality uh, user experience at the end of the day. So how do we get people into the neighborhood? How do we keep them there for longer so that they can come back and enjoy their experience? And so when it comes to attracting international global brands, which we actually have done some of that uh, along the street, uh, they will be looking for not just pedestrian counts, but also safety. They'll be looking at quality of experience. They'll be looking at, you know, is the street very innovative? Does it allow for, uh, for, for public congregation? Uh, does it allow for, um, you know, major brand openings where you can actually shut down the street and, and really celebrate what's happening? Uh, Young Dundas Square, which is only one acre of a civic space, uh, has, uh, has oftentimes hosted incredible concerts that flow into Young and Dundas as the streets, and uh, and right now it brings, we require a lot of heavy um, equipment such as barricades and then other um, ambulatory services to sort of make make sure people are safe. And, and so we are trying to figure out, do we design a street for the next 100 years uh, with knowing that uh, the population will continue to grow and it's going to become a very heavily residential as well as a commercial street, and then how do we make sure everyone gets included? All right, okay, I'm going to ask you the big question and next because i'm sure there's lots of people in their cars right now uh, listening to us and listening to this uh, radio program and feeling as if this is another attack on the driver and that uh, they're being forced off city streets uh, mm -hmm. uh how do you respond to that to particularly when we look at the uh no longer the the pilot project along uh, king street but that road has been pretty much uh, been closed to uh, vehicles and are we looking right. at uh, narrowing uh, you know another major thoroughfare or passageway here with young street um, I would respond to them in, in two ways. Uh, one is that the traffic counts are simply not there uh, uh, with respect to drivers. Uh, drivers are generally avoiding that section of downtown Young. I think it has a lot to do with the fact that pedestrians uh, definitely rule that that tiny little section, uh, literally from Carlton down to Queen, um, and that where we do need to have access um, for vehicles, we will certainly make those accommodations, and that includes a pickup uh, and drop-off for passengers, for wheel-trans as well as for um, for service vehicles. So we're not closing down the street per se, but I think we need to program it differently. And the other thing is, of course, coming back to the fact that every city now competes globally uh, with one another uh, with uh, with their high-quality uh, retail experience. And if we are going to build a city of the future and Young Street is that main street, we're going to have to really spend some time and energy reimagining what that can look like. Montreal's doing it. Vancouver's doing it, Calgary is, is doing it, um, and I think that, you know, Toronto cannot be left far behind, um, and Young Street has been the, the, the cultural identity of Toronto, and we're going to have to make that work if we're going to compete not just nationally, but internationally. Do we have to take a so-called a 30,000-foot view here with what we do with the Young Street and how it fits with the downtown and the city as a whole? Again, when we look at the King Street, which has become more of a pedestrian zone and a streetcar or public transit zone, uh, do we have to see how this is going to fit in somewhere where we're going to uh, you know, make sure that there is major thoroughfares running north-south that's uh, easy for people to get uh, to and fro with their cars while building something that is pedestrian and retail-friendly uh, along Young Street? 
street? Yeah, I mean, yes. Yeah. So you've definitely hit the nail on the head. I think we need to do that, looking at it, look at it from a citywide perspective. But also we need to get granular because when it comes to streets and, and how they uh, service the local community, it's actually really important to, to look at the, the two together. And it shouldn't be a net zero sum. Uh, it has to make, make sense for all. And I think that's why the Young Street study is very important. Uh, it is an environmental assessment, which means by way of its nature, a public, uh, a broad consultation it's the most robust public consultation that exists in the province of Ontario uh, and the city of Toronto. Uh, there will be a number of different uh, approval bodies that we have to get through. Um, and I think that when it when you think about how the streets were originally de- designed, and Young Street's history goes back pre-1800s. Um, and then, we, of course, we dropped in the subway, um, and, uh, and, uh, and then we sort of uh, played around with some of the street edges, but never really took a big ambitious look to how the street is growing and changing residentially. Um, I think um, all of that means that we have to make it work um, and um, and be really intelligent about the fact that um, Young Street uh, and Toronto is evolving. The modes of transportation are shifting. And this is really not a very big piece of the, uh, uh, of the city. Uh, but when we look at what we need for downtown Toronto to be vibrant and successful and to be able to compete internationally, uh, then every major city has that great street. And we believe that it should be Young Street. And just finally, accounts. are you looking at when you say every city, major city, has got that great street? Uh, are you looking at a particular model? And I don't know why, but Rodeo Drive comes to mind in uh, Beverly Hills or maybe what they do in Las Vegas, where it's very obviously pedestrian friendly and people can walk to yeah. and fro, even with alcohol, of course, in Vegas. Is there a certain street or a certain city that's got it right? Um, I have to say I, I'm um, I'm drawn to St. Catherine in, in Montreal. Uh, that particular avenue, and they've gone through almost 20 years of, of transformation, so it's not something that was done overnight. Um, and uh, and that they have a very similar urban vocabulary in terms of the uh, uh, the types of building uh, topology that sits on their old street um, that are very similar to what we have. They have this sort of giant shopping district as well as fine-grain retail and heavy uh, residential populations that are moving in. Um, and they've actually been able to build a street that actually allows for flexible use. So in the summertime, it gets much more pedestrian. In the wintertime, they may allow for different type of vehicular access. Um, and that's been that's already been done. They changed the road surfacing, so it's it's pavers and far more attractive. They're using um, material construction of nobility. Um, they're putting in dynamic LED lighting, um, and they're making a street uh, work by by really introducing public art and placemaking uh, in interventions. So those are the things that I think uh, could work for Toronto as well. And it's great because we have actually have a North American example, a Canadian example to draw from. Mm. And I know that they've been very interested in, in seeing what happens with our section of Young Street because they've actually just gone through it uh, themselves. Well, we are very interested in watching this as the process moves forward. Councillor, really appreciate the time with us this afternoon. Thanks so much and uh, enjoy your weekend. Thank you and thank you for your interest. There is a Toronto City Councillor Kristen Wong-Tam with us this afternoon.